Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Spiritual Armory Podcast. Today, we're going to be looking at a passage out of the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 33 to 38. So Pilate went into the praetorium again and called Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own people and their chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done that is worthy of death? Jesus replied, My kingdom is not of this world, nor does it have its origin in this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting hard to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this world. So Pilate said to him, Then you are a king? Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. This is why I was born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth, and belongs to the truth, hears and listens carefully to my voice. Pilate said to him scornfully, What is truth? Again, this is John chapter 18, 33 to 38, out of the Amplified Bible. The title of the message today is, Is the Truth Dead? Before we go any further, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I want to lift up this message this morning. I want to lift up the people who are listening to the message. I ask that you would open each person here's hearts, minds, and ears to receive what you would have them to receive from today's message. And as always, I ask this to the glory of your Son, Jesus. Amen. So the title of the message today is, Is the Truth Dead? And the question has been asked in many forms over the years. The most recent form that I've seen came on the cover of the April 2nd, 2017 issue of Time Magazine, asking the question. And well, to many, it might seem this way when you consider our current cultural situation. As we look at this, though, as we start, we're going to talk about lying, too. Here are some things that have been said about lying. Fortune.com released Why is Deception Probably the Single Most Important Leadership Skill? As you can see here, it is even tolerated and rewarded, encouraged, as a matter of fact. Back in the United States, there was a survey conducted, and I'm getting ready to hit you with a lot of statistics here. But the survey, the Associated Press Ipsos poll on public attitudes about lying, is based on telephone interviews with a thousand adults in the United States from all states except Alaska and Hawaii. The interviews were conducted June the 23rd to the 27th by Ipsos, an international polling firm. That's getting the legal stuff out of the way. Results were weighed to represent the population by demographic factors such as age, sex, 
religion, race, and income. And no more than one time in 20 should chance variations in the sample cause the results to vary more than three percentage points from the answers that would be obtained if all Americans were polled. So there were other sources of potential par poll errors as well, including the wording and the order of the questions. And the results that I'm going to give may not total 100% because of rounding. So the first question asks, do you think it is sometimes justified to lie, or do you think that lying is never justified? The results show that 42% show sometimes justified, 52% said never justified, and another 5% said it depends on the circumstance and one percent just wasn't sure. The next question asks about situations where people sometimes lie. For each one, please tell me whether you think lying in the situation is often okay, sometimes okay, or never okay. And the results come in. Lying in order to avoid hurting someone's feelings, 9% said it's often okay, sometimes okay 56% of the time, never okay 34% of the time, and 1% not sure. Exaggerating the facts to make a story sound more interesting, often okay 5%, sometimes okay 39%, never okay 56%. A parent lying to a child about the parent's past misbehavior. 4% said it is often okay to lie, while 36% said sometimes, 59% said never, and 1% not sure. Lying about one's age. Often okay 5%, sometimes okay 32%, never okay 63%. Lying about being sick to take a day off work. 3% said it's okay often, sometimes 31%, 66% said never, and then lying on a resume. Often okay 1%, sometimes okay 10%, never okay 88%, not sure 1%. Lying to one's spouse or partner about an affair. This is scary that even 2% said often okay. Sometimes okay 7%. Never okay 90% and 1% just doesn't seem like they're sure about anything. But moving on, cheating on one's taxes. 1% 1 said it's often okay. Sometimes okay 5%, never okay 93%, and there's that 1% that's not sure. How often do you feel you have to lie or cheat even just a little? Often 1%, occasionally 8%, 52% for rarely, and 39% never. And thinking about the past week, do you think you might have told a lie? 20% said yes, 79% said no, and then there's that 1% again that they're not sure. And then 
The next question was asked in a two-part way. What was the most recent lie you've told, even if you just told a small one? And these answers were open-ended. And then the next one was, and to whom did you tell this lie? And the result came back, 51% was told to a friend or family member, 14% to a co-worker, to a customer or a client, 2%, other 8% and 25% again just weren't sure who they told a lie to. Kind of scary that we're lying to our own family and friends that often though. 60% of the people can't go 10 minutes without telling a lie. And the sad fact is that we may deny it, but truthfully, we don't like to hear the truth. There was the movie that was out a few years ago, I believe it was A Few Good Men, where he quotes, you can't handle the truth. And that's true for us. We a lot of times don't want to hear the truth. The Bible says we want to have our ears tickled. But now that we've talked about what the press says about lying and stuff, let's talk a little bit about what God says. Exodus 20, 16 says, Thou shalt not lie. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19 says that there are six things that God hates and seven that are repulsive to him. And guess what? Lying made that list. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11 says, Shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And Revelation 21.8 says that liars have their place in hell. So, God feels pretty strongly about us being honest, about us not lying. But the thing is, not only do we lie, but we like to be lied to. And here's a few glaring examples Think about this for a second. I'm going to give you a second to think about it. What's probably one of the most hated items in everyone's house? We probably all have one. Most of the time, it's in the bathroom. If you guessed the scale, you would be right. See, most of us don't like the scale because it tells us the truth when we've been eating too much. And sometimes we might go into denial about this. Maybe the scale was on a carpet, or maybe the scale was tipped a little bit or something, but that scale can't be right. But the scale tells us the truth. And as much as we want to deny it, after a while, our clothes will start agreeing with it. But here's another example when we talk about clothes. A number of years ago, Dr. Oz did a social experiment where he had one of his female staffers go into several stores in New York and try on pants. The results were varying. Wait, what? The results were varying? As she tried on different brands of size 8 pants, some of the pairs fit fine. Then, 
There were other pairs that were a bit snug, her words. And then there were at least four to five inches between the button and the buttonhole on others. And you guessed it, the ones that were more appropriately fit were also the ones that were more expensive. So women want to hear this lie. They want to buy the pants that makes them look smaller. That way they can say, hey, I'm wearing a size 8, when maybe realistically they're size 10 or size 12. We all want to hear lies. We all want to tell lies. but And we accept it when people like our clothes designers lie to us. But nowadays, we don't want to hear the truth. We don't even want to hear the truth when it regards our well-being. I mean, think about this. Colleges have what they call a safe zone. They have trigger warnings. And these places are to protect students from potentially offensive opinions and things that they do not want to hear. And that's right. I said colleges here, not preschools. So even in the case of an active shooter being on the loose or something like that, the warnings will come with a trigger warning before they say the message. They would rather not hear about an active shooter than they would to hear about the shooter and be able to take proper precautions. But we like to hear lies. We don't like to hear the truth. Think about our politicians. And this is an easy target, but we're going to go way back for this first one. And we used to hear stories all the time about the honesty of our past presidents like George Washington and Abe Lincoln. And... Many believe that the last election, well, and this was written a number of years ago, the last election, 2016, the candidates told more lies than in any previous election. And I imagine that is going to continue to grow as time goes on. Did anyone, or does anyone, see the fact checkers. They were on the bottom of the screen during the election. If you're a social media person, you'll see them on the, under different social media posts. The thing with the fact checkers during the last presidential elections, though, were they were running during the debates. And, you know, you would think that if something is checking facts, that they would be the same on every channel, right? Well, you would guess wrong. Every station had fact checkers, and social media sites have fact checkers based on the agenda that they want to put forth, not on actual facts a lot of times. And all of this stuff really shouldn't come as a surprise to us when we consider that Satan is the father of lies. Jesus tells us this in John chapter 8, verse 44. So we got to stop lying to ourselves, and we got to stop allowing our leaders to lie to us. And this goes not only in the secular political world, but also in the church world. You know, many church leaders are afraid to call sin, sin. 
They don't want to offend their congregation. They don't want to lose people, so they sugarcoat it or try to do verbal gymnastics with the, what the Bible says. The church leaders lie to us. The secular leaders lie to us. They use pretty words for dirty deeds. Think about some of the words we use. We call murdering unborn babies a choice. Now, doesn't choice sound like a wonderful word? It does. We all like to have choices, but when we use that word for killing babies, that's just a, a lie. It's a choice. It's a choice we shouldn't have. We call homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Doesn't that sound a lot nicer? We're not being honest with ourselves. We're not being honest with, with these people. But the then these people, the mostly the political leaders, then they call good things bad. You see, the truth offends people. Look at some of the stuff they say about Christians. The comments I just made a couple seconds ago, they would say that they're bigoted and intolerant. Well, that's not me saying them. I'm just relaying a message that God says. Well, the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. I mean, think about what's going on over in Israel currently between them and Palestine. The propaganda that's out there. We truly don't know which side to believe. We have one group saying this side's doing this to us, and then we have the other group saying, no, they're doing that to us. I know I'm going to fall on the side of God, and God says that Israel is his chosen people, so that's where I'm going to fall. But no matter the propaganda, no matter the lies, no matter the political agenda, whatever, it's time that we say, enough. The Bible offends people because it's God's word, and it tells us the truth. God's honest about who he is in the Bible, and God's honest about who we are in the Bible. And we can either trust society and culture, who has made a sport out of lying to us, who changes with the wind and goes what, with what feels good, or we can trust God, who tells us the truth, a truth that's been the same since day one. God says that he never changes. That's what I'm going to trust. And some may ask, though, and they do ask, how do we know the Bible's true? Well, first and foremost, it's true because God says it's true. Unfortunately, for some of us, though, God's word just isn't enough. But So here's a few more statistics. 99.4% of what is in the Bible has been corroborated academically and archaeologically and historically. That means only 0.6%, less than 1%, has not been corroborated. And I'm going to bet, I would bet the house on those odds that 
those are 100% true as well. And here's a few examples. Isaiah was written in 700 BC and speaks of the virgin birth in around 3 BC, 697 years later approximately. Micah was written in 722 BC and it tells the city that the Messiah will be born in. Zechariah was written around 538 BC and tells how Jesus will be betrayed. Zechariah 12.10 and Psalm 22.16, which were written about 1000 BC, give details of Jesus' crucifixion. And this is important because at the time this was written, death by being hung on a cross hadn't been done yet. They hadn't established that yet. These men, in many cases, didn't even live during the same time period, yet God's word goes together seamlessly, and it carried out all the way through. So, is the truth dead? No, the truth's not dead. Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. And if you come to Jesus, Jesus is the truth, and the truth will set you free. We've got to stop looking to places other than God for truth. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Time Magazine, they all have an agenda, and it's to the point people are being misled. They are not trying to point people to the truth. They're trying to point people to their agenda. God, the Bible, are trying to point you to the truth. And full transparency, that's my agenda. I want to point you to the truth, Jesus Christ, his truth, not my truth, not political truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for preserving your word all these years, through the centuries. Thank you for being the truth. Thank you for giving us a clear mind that we can see your Son, Jesus Christ, who is the truth, as he says. We ask that you would help us to see past the lies that our world would tell us, see past the lies that we tell ourselves at times, Help us to glorify you in all of our words, thoughts, and deeds. And as always, we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.